The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, the other thing that's happened today is that Joe Biden has confirmed some of the details, or rather his administration, his office have confirmed some of the details of his upcoming trip to Ireland. Um, it will, of course, uh, be happening uh, pretty much to coincide with the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. That would be the context. It would be seen by many as a celebration of peace. Well, Kieran Allen is a lecturer in the School of Sociology in UCD. And Kieran, I understand you're going to be protesting this visit. Is that right? I am indeed, because um, Joe Biden, I think, indulges somewhat in double standards. Uh, he presents himself as a man of peace, but in fact, uh, he is supplying vast amounts of weaponry to Ukraine. And then you, the reason for that, apparently, is that Russia has invaded Ukraine. But then you ask, why is he supplying vast amounts of weaponry to the Palestinians who are resisting an Israeli occupation, which has persisted now for since the 1970s, over uh, four or five decades. He's also supplying weaponry to Saudi Arabia, uh, F-15 fighters, for example, which have been involved in invading Yemen and has killed about 25,000 men, women and children. So I don't buy this argument that somehow Joe is a man of peace. I think he's representative of the arms industry and U.S. corporations. Where and how are you going to be protesting the visit? Well, uh, there are a number of meetings being organised across the country in Cork on the uh, 14th in the Kino at 7 o'clock, in the Teachers Club in Dublin at 8 o'clock on the Thursday the 13th and on Friday at Oris Ngale in Dominic Street, Galway at 7 o'clock. So these are meetings being held to expose Joe Biden's double standards. And then for those who wish to come out onto the street, there is a protest at the GPO on Wednesday at 5 o'clock uh, to make our view known on Joe Biden and the US empire generally. And what do you hope to achieve through the protest, Kieran? What I think we hope to achieve is that I expect over the next week we will get a good dose of Paddy Wackery where we're told that Joe's a great man because he came from Mayo and because he came from Mayo we're not supposed to say anything bad about him. At the very least there will be a voice raised in this country in solidarity with the Palestinian people who must be looking with awe at the sort of rhetoric coming out from the White House which says that they're for freedom and democracy and against invasion but at the same time they're sending three billion uh, worth of three billion dollars each year to Israel to engage in a murderous activity against Palestinians. About 90 Palestinians have been murdered mm. since the start of this year alone. So I think there are questions to be raised to Mr. Biden, particularly uh, in terms of double standards. I, I'd, I'd, I'd wager someone, and I'd, far be it for me to appoint myself a spokesperson for, for this US administration or indeed any other, but they might suggest that uh, they are always interested in peaceful solutions for that particular part of the Middle East. And they'd point to things like the Camp David Accords, for example. Well, I mean, what they tend to do is to say they are for peace, but to repeat the point, they on no occasion have sent any weapon to the Palestinians who are resisting uh, an invasion of their country, right? And this has gone on since 1973. So what you get from the U.S. administration is rhetoric about peace to cover their, essentially their proverbials, uh, but in reality, they are backing up the Israeli regime they claim the Israeli regime is their partner in the Middle East, and they do nothing to support the Palestinians actively in resisting an occupation. So sh- should they be arming Hamas? Is that 
New contention. Well, uh, well, I mean, who are they arming in Ukraine? Are they arming the Azov Regiment, which has, for example, the fascist past and so on? I don't think they're particularly choosy. Kieran, I'm not a big fan of these conspiracy theories about Ukraine. I mean, it's not a Nazi regime. I didn't say it was. No, but, but you I brought up the Nazis. No, 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 I mean, this no, no, is the dark no. corners of the internet stuff. No, 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 sorry. I think you misunderstood me there. I did not say the Ukrainian regime is a Nazi regime. I said there is a particular regiment in Ukraine called the Azov Regiment. You can check it out, who wear Nazi insignia and so on. And America has no problem giving weaponry. So my point, however, is more general. There is a double standard going on here. The double standard is you talk about freedom and democracy. You talk about being against invasions. But in fact, your closest friend is Saudi Arabia in the Middle East, which is involved in an invasion and murder in Yemen and the same applies to Israel. That is my point. Kieran Allen, lecturer in UCD in the School of Sociology. Uh, Kieran, thanks for joining us. Richard Neal is with me now. Richard is a US congressman uh, from the state of Massachusetts. Richard, what is the value in this trip to Ireland from Joe Biden's point of view and his US administration's point of view? Well, I think that we were very active in terms of structuring the Good Friday Agreement, serving as an honest broker and serving as a guarantor of the agreement. So I think it's an opportunity on the anniversary day to reflect upon what things were like before the Good Friday Agreement and then to also look to what the next 25 years might be like. I've been in two uh, get-togethers now over the course of the last two days in New York City with former President Bill Clinton and uh those who actually participated in the Good Friday Agreement negotiations, including Jerry Adams, uh, just the week before that I was with the Tanishta in my constituency. And we acknowledged the role that uh, the parties all played, but also the role that America played. And, and here, and just a, a reminder, as I highlighted uh, in the last uh, 48 hours, before the Good Friday Agreement, there were 30,000 British soldiers in an area the size of our state of Connecticut. There were 106 military bases in the six counties. And anybody who had visited those six counties, and I have relatives there, you would have known that it was a militarized state. So the American dimension, I think, was indispensable to the agreement. But also, once we reach our potential, our potential expands. And now it's time to get on to what the next 25 years are going to look like, including making sure Mm. that we finally acknowledge that we would have two traditions living in one community rather than two communities. But even beyond uh, the six counties and the Good Friday Agreement, um, that there must be a value in, in visiting Ireland for, for US administrations. There's an obvious value for, for Ireland, and we talk about it all the time, about you know the access that such a small country gets you know, to such a, a, a powerful person and a powerful administration, a powerful country. But from the other point of view, like I say, beyond Good Friday, I mean, you know, we had Barack Obama here, we had George W. Bush here, Bill Clinton, obviously, Ronald Reagan, you know, all the way back to JFK. I mean, when you look back on that history, I mean, why do you think so many of those visits happen? What, 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 do, what do those administrations or those politicians, what do they get out of it politically at home? Well, I also think it's it's important to remind ourselves that there are more than 30 million Americans who, in some measure, trace their ancestry to Ireland. And I think it's not to be forgotten that uh, that influence is brought to bear in American foreign policy, always considering that American foreign policy, in some measure, is a reflection of domestic policy. So I think that it behooves American presidents, obviously, to remind people of the deep cultural ties 
between the two countries, but also in Lincoln's words, where he congratulated and thanked the Irish Brigade for their role in, in the American Civil War. So this is well beyond the emotional attachment that I think that we all feel for a country where many of us have our grandparents immigrated from, perhaps, but not to miss the, role, the, the point that in American history, Ireland's history has been intertwined as well. I, I know, and people listening, it would be obvious for them as well, I know you pay close attention to what is going on in the North as well. And there had been maybe some hopes that the, this visit might pressure certain political parties in the North to, 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 to get power sharing back up and running. Now, I don't think the, the timelines will work out in that regard. But how hopeful are you that still that, that this might have some influence on, on, on getting well, everything back going? I, I mean, the spotlight is going to be on the Good Friday Agreement. And, and part of the Good Friday Agreement uh, offered what we know as the principle of consent, and But just as importantly, I think we need to take the moment with a deep breath and say, to get to the Good Friday Agreement, everybody had to give up something in terms of aspiration. And uh, the U.K., they gave up the border. And the Republic of Ireland gave up their claim constitutionally to Articles 2 and 3 uh, of the North. And I think that in terms of the, the modern world, the model that was developed was really impressive. Now, there's still a long ways to go, and I understand that uh, people might say, well, what's the next stage? But not to miss the point, the two generations of children have now grown up in those six counties who really did not grow up with the violence that for 800 or 300 or 30 years hemmed in the aspirations of those people. Richard Neal, U.S. Congressman from the state of Massachusetts. Uh, Richard, a pleasure as always, and thanks a million for joining us uh, here on The Hard Shoulder. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.